So with that, hi, and welcome after the hype with me as always, Brian and John. (laughs) Hi, I have images in my brain that are very heteronormative. They're mixing. They're mixing. Uh, Today we are joined by Mackenzie. Hello. Uh, Chewy as almost always. Hi. And Ryan as almost always. Hello. Uh, So with where have you been doing, I will go first today. Because uh, I usually do. Uh, I've been listening to a band. We don't mention bands what? really ever with what, what I've been doing. Is this your What is this music thing we're talking about? Oh, no. Uh, I've been listening to a band called Too Many Zoos. That's Too Many Z O O Z. Uh, they are a, uh, I can never pronounce it right. When you play like in a subway for people, busking, they're street busking, performers. Yeah. busking, yeah. But they're like the top tier street performers. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were a couple or three kids from like NYU who couldn't afford to go to school anymore, so they dropped out and started like busking in the. New York subway, and then they started making thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars doing it. They just did an international tour because they are fucking awesome. If okay. you haven't like ever looked them up or anything like that, if you look I up think their still in their what kind of tour. music is it? No, they they just got back. Uh, the only kind that buskers can be. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's it's kind of standard like acoustic uh, guitars. Well, no, it's there's no guitars. It's, oh, uh, well, it's a, it's a, a, it's a it's question. It's, it's a, a saxophone. Right. It's, it's a drum and a trumpet. Yeah, and it's so hipster. And actually, the drum guy has a bunch hipster, of other things but it's going on as well. Really good. Not buckets. No buckets. Oh, I love buckets. Yeah, there's no buckets, no acoustic guitars, but uh, and no singing or anything like that. So they're not buskers at all. Well, they are because they're doing it. They're doing the job correctly. It's just they're not using. And I wouldn't say that they're hipster because hipsters would probably be like, "I'm going to only play jazz. I'm going to make everyone appreciate it again." But they're just like making fun music that everyone enjoys. No, they're just smart hipsters. It's definitely hipster party music. I mean, if you just look at the guys, they just look like a bunch of hipsters. But that's, I mean, they play good shit. So I don't give a fuck. Cool. And they're awesome. If you get a chance to look them up, they have, I think, three albums on, uh, what's that called? Bandcamp. So you can pay yep. like, really whatever you want. Um, Ooh, Bandcamp, the hipster site. It really is. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's nice. funny that you mentioned that. I was actually uh, going to mention the, the coolest thing I did last week, which was see the Foo Fighters. Oh, nice. And, I, you know, people either love them or hate them. Uh, either way, they're, they're pretty generic rock. And I, I get that. But, oh, my God, do they put on the best show uh, of any band that I know of today. He sits on a throne now, right? Since he yeah, broke his leg. Yeah, he broke his leg. So he built, instead of canceling a tour like any normal band would do, he built a, a throne out of like guitar necks, um, just some awesome metal grill, like some, some of those road <laughs> cases that are really uh, synonymous with like, you know, bands on tour, those black and metal road cases. And he sits on it. And uh, where he used to have like a long catwalk into the, the pit, uh, he would run down and, and play at the end. He, they put his uh, throne on wheels, so, and it's motorized. <laughs> he just rolls down like an old man on a rascal scooter down <laughs> to the end of the stage, and he's like rocking out with his uh, guitar still flailing his hair. That's awesome. Doesn't stop. And he, every time I've seen him, he, he said something similar to, I have the best job in the world, and I love every night of my life. So I really appreciate Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, and recommend you go see him. He's like the epitome of what makes me love artists in that way. And just like how people get like all angry, be like, oh, he's a sellout. It's the same way they say about Offspring. I'm like, dude, they grew up, they're just having fun. Yeah. And they have families. They never stopped having fun. That was the <laughs> yeah. most important part. Like, and to me, I think Dave Grohl keeps challenging himself artistically. Now they're, they're doing, trying to record in different ways. Uh, 
you know, I, I don't know if... Without microphones, ha <laughs> It'll be the next... I mean, they're the band that's going to record into, like, a, a horn direct-to-record next, probably, you know? <laughs> I'll go next. Okay. Uh, was going through the Hulus to the, through the Criterion Collection and uh, mm. watched High and Low by Akira Kurosawa. <clears throat> and basically the story is this guy who has a huge stake in a shoe company decides to basically take it over by buying up all the other shares kind of on the on the down low but as he makes his move and spends all this money his uh, son gets kidnapped for a huge ransom but it turns out that his the son's best friend was kidnapped instead since they both look alike and so then he's he has to wrestle with well do I pay it because it's not my kid it's my chauffeur's kid and it's all pretty much for the first half of the movie it's like a one room drama just dealing with honor and debt and all that and very fascinating and then when the police get involved it becomes this investigation to find the uh, kidnapper. And it becomes just detailed look into like, how you find the criminal when there's so little to go on. And uh, it's great in that the um, police procedural aspect of it is so meticulous. And the police aren't dum-dums. Mm. I hate seeing like an investigation thing where the, where the police are doofs. Because that's, really ne- that's not really accurate. You're, you're trying to you know, paint them as goofballs. But this, they're like methodical. They have ideas. They go off on different tangents, and the different detectives try different avenues and think for themselves. It's very interesting, and it uh, ends in kind of a neat, neat way. But uh, I definitely recommend it. It is long, though. It was close to three hours. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for well, me. Mackenzie and I kind of share a where we've been doing. Right? Or I can I can say a different one if you want to say. No, I. Don't. Why don't you fight over it? it? We should battle. Oh, I'm going to talk totally. We, to we share opinions. Yeah, we share opinions. Okay. Chewie and I have both separately, but in together in spirit, been watching um, the latest season of Doctor Who, or I guess the latest that's on Netflix. Yeah, so the season first Peter eight. Capaldi season, season eight. Um, and at least for me, not really enjoying it. That's crap. Yeah, it's just yeah. watching it for the sake that I've invested so much time in it already. So I feel like I should finish the season. But after the first episode, I was ready to quit. It's for me, in the way of not enjoying it, I almost feel like Moffat is not enjoying writing it anymore. Watching Capaldi play it, because I love him as an actor so much, and he's done so many amazing things, and it doesn't feel like they're giving his doctor a voice. No. Yeah. No, he has no character. Um, Well, that first episode of that season, I was watching it at home, and I was very excited to see the new doctor, and I had a friend at my house who had never seen the show before, and he was like oh, can, can I sit and watch with you? And I said, sure, yeah, it's Doctor Who, it's great. And he was like, what's going on? And I couldn't tell him, because I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't really explain to you what's happening right now, because this is bizarre, and and, and I don't like it. And there's a dinosaur, yeah. and who knows? But the dinosaur... It was the robbing was the... of the bank, yeah. uh, which was weird. My least favorite episode is the Global Forest one. I don't think I've seen that one yet. Yeah. Have well, you guys gotten yeah. the train bottle episode? Yeah. Yeah. I actually liked, I liked that, that one. That was okay. good. That yeah. felt like that a one. classic yeah. Doctor okay. Who. Yeah. I like that one. I thought the finale wasn't bad either. Like I know you haven't gotten there yet, so I won't spoil it for yeah. you. But yeah, I don't think the. It's fine. I don't think the finale was. I mean, no, because it's actually like it's kind of an entertaining. It feels like what Once Moffat used to write. Once you learn who that random chick is, you like her a lot. In, yeah. in Paradise. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. That's. Kind I'm, of, I'm kind of curious about that, she but also saves the season not a curious bit. enough because they're not doing enough with it. No, they don't do point. anything with it. Like they mention it a few times. But it's been, I've watched, I think, eight episodes now. They've only shown that Paradise thing yeah. like three times. Is it for even a brief three? I thought it was like Moffitt, once or for twice. some mm. reason, maybe it's twice. Yeah. yeah. 
do the elongated plot anymore. I just like, don't think he wants to do No, it's not his style. So stop doing the show, because that's what makes Doctor Who good. Well, he doesn't think so, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he did that for season five, and five was great. It was uh five was really really good. Yeah, which one? Of, uh, what that happened? Was the, five? That was the cracks. It was the cracks. The cracks. Oh, oh yeah, that was pretty did, cool. After yeah, watching, okay. we watched the Christmas special last mm. night, which was a huge letdown. But they had a wonderful aliens joke in it, which was the best part of the, the episode. I won't spoil it. Afterwards, we decided to watch two wonderful episodes from previous doctors. We watched the first episode with Matt Smith, and then we watched the first episode with Donna when she finds the doctor. Oh. And it was just so, like, watching them, it just reminds us how much we love the show. But then it's also fr- so frustrating because you just don't get that <laughs> magic anymore. Yeah. yeah. You you just, yeah. We the, did the act- same thing with my friend who had never seen it before. We watched that one episode, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. So we went back and just watched the first um, Christopher Eccleston, Eccleston yeah. episode, and I was like, this is Doctor Who. There's, like, some sort of so level delightful. of glee in those episodes. It's just, like, unabashed, like, joy of the wackiness that we're not getting right now. I think we have to remember that Doctor Who has been around for, what, 30, 50 50 years now, and they've been really hit or miss. I think they really had some gold, some, you know, lining of the stars with Tom Baker's Mm -hmm. episodes and then with David Tennant's episodes, and then, like... Is Tom Eccles- Baker the scarf guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eccleston and, uh, and Matt Smith got a little runoff on either side, you know, of, like, that team. But mm-hmm. now it's kind of gone away, and we might have to wait a little while until uh, another good doctor. And another we need a shakeup. We need a shakeup. I think the problem with the this production. was supposed to be the shakeup. Well, no, the shakeup should be on the creative end because yeah, that, when Matt Smith came in, you had the shakeup of the new doctor and a new staff. Yeah. But this time we only got the new doctor, and they almost feel like they don't care about this doctor anymore. They don't. It's the Clara yeah. Oswald show. <laughs> oh yeah, she's great. She's a great doctor. Yeah. If, I, if she was the doctor for this entire first season. If, like, they had just made that minor change, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, this show makes a lot of sense. Because she gives us all the moments that we want out of the Doctor. Yeah. On one final note, they really need to give him a new sonic screwdriver. I was kind of okay with David yeah. Tennant keeping Eccleston's. But, yeah, I was kind uh, of okay Because it was a one-season Doctor. Yeah. Um, but going from the drastic change of Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi's in personality of the Doctors, like, I was, that they need a new one. Yeah, they do. They're trying to make a grumpy doctor while keeping it whimsical, and it's not working. Well, yeah, don't have the slide-out, pop-open, green, flashy, blinky sonic screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have the crotchety uh, yeah, screwdriver need, like, that's like, get off my lawn. It needs to make yeah. a different sound, like, A steampunk screwdriver. That would be great. Oh, that would be really cool. Like the screwdriver that John Hurt had. It was very industrial. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Like, this is what it's used for. Like, John, why couldn't we have gotten that character Give us a season of John Hurt. That would be awesome. Run like he can't run. He doesn't need wow. to. Wow, he can barely run. <laughs> he just kind of shuffles into a room quickly. Hey, how old? Quick question: How old is Peter Capaldi? Uh, Fifty-one, I believe. No, because I thought he was much older. Right but no, I was I watching uh, for <laughs> whatever reason. He's definitely older than that. I caught an episode of Vicar of Dibley on Netflix, and Peter Capaldi was on it, and I was going, "Wait, is that this was only twenty years ago?" And he looks like a very, very young man. So he's aged quite a bit. So I can do this faster. My phone's taking a That uh, time travel is really hard. Oh. He's younger than so my mom. Too bad I can't do yeah, math. He's, he's 57. 57. Okay. Huh. 57. He needs to moisturize. <laughs> All right. We need to move on. Well, Who's, who else has got to wear have you been doing? We can't just cost they, they both did it. We got a two for it. We're done. Yeah, we're done. You, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then we're good. Right, then we're going to move on. Okay. So today's movie, uh, again, a little, it could be a little divisive today, but I, I'm okay with that. 
um, is Big Hero 6. I didn't see 1 through 5, though. Hey. Uh, uh, I mean, no, it's, like, too, uh, it's like Star Wars. That sounds with like a joke six. that would have been in this movie. <laughs> it's the joke yeah. that lost me a lot of friends, actually. I, yeah. I did not get the joke of the title until the very, very end. Yeah. Well, it is a comic book. Well, What's the joke I, of the I knew that, about? but I didn't. I There's six of them with and they have a big hero and they're heroes and... Wait, it's that, very that's on the nose. That's not it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a hidden meaning that I missed. No, it's basically uh, the premise turned title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's six of them. It's not a bad then, title. It's not a bad title. No, for it's the fine. Movie. It's a good title. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. It's comic booky. Yeah, there's yeah. the fun for part better of the or worse. Movie. Now let's get into the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like to think that this movie is post World War II future America in a separate timeline where the Japanese won World War II and invaded America, and that's where the cultures emerged. It's very possible. That makes Wait. a lot of sense. Can I uh, blow your mind again? It makes a lot more sense when you read the comic book and they live in a town called San Fran Tokyo. San Fran. That's what it's called in the movie. Or San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh movie. yeah, you're right. That is San Francisco. Yeah. It is in the movie. Um, oh, that. So that some makes of us a lot of sense in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not the future; it's the present, but it's just very <clears throat> tech. No, it's totally an alternate. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, alternate we're, we're, it's basically an unchecked Pearl Silicon Harbor, Valley. Japan won World War II, and this is America now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking sense. of the movie, though, I need to get into the numbers and stuff before we jump down all these rabbit holes. Uh, I'm so, sorry, we were just hating right away. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't hating. I actually think that's a fun way to watch the movie. It is. Movie costs 165 mil- 165 million to animate and to create. It made 222 stateside, which is not... A lot for what they're Disney standards is a failure. Yeah, Disney did not. I don't think we'll get a sequel. We might, but it did not make nearly <laughs> as much as they were hoping it was going to. It made a shitload worldwide. I mean, another 435 overseas, so it ended at 657. So we might get a sequel, but I know Disney likes their domestic numbers. Yeah, and that's kind of well, and the ROI numbers. has to be very, very, very big. Yeah, these so, days they've just made it that way. Yeah, so we never, we might never see Big Hero Seven, but. I hope we well, get also in terms run. of merchandising, yeah. have you ever seen kids playing with a Baymax toy or like T-shirts? I'm not seeing kids. I've seen adults. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people <laughs> our yeah. age playing with it. I know a yeah. lot of people our age that adore this movie, and I actually almost lost a Facebook friend because of it. <laughs> well, I think the money is in the kids, though, right? Yeah, you're if right. People yeah. are not I buying. I, I don't see any tons and tons of, of merchandise. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I've never seen it, so I, I doubt that they would move forward with any sequels if they're not making money on the merchandise. It no. exists in a really weird space between child and adults yeah fans so adult collectors but but that's not where the money is that's not where they didn't make it cool enough for adult collectors and they didn't make it it's not going to be a ride like uh, bright enough for children none of the characters aside from baymax were like (laughs) standout-ish baymax and tj miller's well, to us, T.J. Miller's character was awesome because we know him. But to a kid, they're not going to look at that like <laughs> skinny head dude with a hat on and be like, I want that toy. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the review for today comes from Metacritic, as usual. Uh, I went super positive because I'm going to probably go a little negative <laughs> today. Uh, so this one gave it a 10 out of 10. And it comes from The oh Blonde my. Nerd. Uh, John? Not us. Not one of us. I swear. It's going to be a little tough to read. I, I, I confirm not nothing. <laughs> I confirm or deny uh, nothing. I know this wasn't you. Um... <laughs> Fantastically animated, a visual masterpiece with many lovable characters and plot twists. I saw it in theater. I saw it twice in theaters. If you like Frozen but wanted everything to be more awesome, go watch Big Hero Six. <laughs> There's so many problems with that review. <laughs> wow. Plot twists. What plot twists? I mean, it was really. There was He's one a boy. plot twist. No, there, there was, was one plot twist. There was one twist of a reveal. Yeah. The thing is, the plot twist to me suggests that I can't see it coming, and I saw this coming. 
so far ahead of it. <laughs> You're talking about uh, who, who Everything Fred's else? dad is, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, actually, no. Okay, I'll take that one. I didn't know who that was. Okay, who? I was going to say, that's the Th- reveal. Wait, what okay. twist are you talking about? The daughter. Oh, yeah. The stupid oh, daughter. Yeah. We oh, all I guess, saw I that guess that's a somewhat yeah. of a reveal, too. I <clears throat> oh, was just yeah. thinking the main twist reveal is who the Okay, I'll is. give it that that's one. Cool. I didn't, I generally didn't know who the bad guy was for a little bit. I did. Really? Because the first second he was introduced, I'm like, oh, there's the villain. Sure. Yeah. And because then they the never introduced him. Oh, it's kind of yeah. like when the brother so comes up. in and you're like, you're going to die. Yeah, the brother comes in <laughs> with a fucking death clock over I'm his head. I'm just waiting like, for yeah. this wow. brother to down die. Really fast, guys. You're the perfect brother. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's an hour and a half and my clock only says 10 minutes. What's the... Pro- oh, no. Uh, well, I think okay. maybe we what move Disney into the is realizing really that they doubled down on death a little too much. Yeah. Because sure, the parents are gone. The parents are always gone. But you can't take away every person that a child loves. Well, he still had his forgettable aunt. Who? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into right. Aunt Cass. But yeah, okay, so we need to do the, the breakdown. Down. So oh. Mackenzie, you're going to get 30 seconds today, which okay. I promised I'd never do 30 seconds again, but it's just easier. I only yeah. need like 15. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Go. Big Hero 6 stars Hiro, a genius 14-year-old child who is an orphan. Um, he likes to build robots, and his brother dies in a terrible fire, and he joins with his brother's robot, Baymax, and his brother's friends. They join together and become superheroes to defeat a supervillain to get revenge for his brother's death. Not bad. Not bad. To avenge his brother's death, rather. Not revenge. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess... It's true. That's all yeah, it's about. I'll let the whole it go. reason Beta Max is was success. All it's about. Beta Max <laughs> is only technically doing anything because he's trying to help the mental state of Hero. Yeah. Otherwise, Beta Max would have no investment. Beta Max. Beta Max. VHS. The the Marshmallow what Man. What a twist. Yes. Yes. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man of San Francisco. He keeps saying that. Oh, the treatment is working. Like. The moment the treatment's done, he's out. <laughs> the treatment was yeah. a success. You are stuck well, on this. Yeah, bridge. he he almost <laughs> left him up on top of that that wind thing, yeah. up a million a mile high in the sky, because he's like, "Oh, you're good now. Yeah. You're done. I'm gonna shut down." <laughs> Please say All you're good. satisfied with your care. <laughs> I'm really um, tired. <laughs> okay, so we should probably get started on this thing. I want to start somewhere positive, um, and I want to start with just the animation, because that's the one thing that I can. On- I don't think anyone here can say a negative thing about how the movie actually looks. Oh, no, it's no. beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. Good. It's like, it and was- the the world of San Francisco, San Francisco, tough to say. Is so yeah. detailed yeah. and just beautiful, and they blend they blend it so well. I mean, they probably did it in the comics. I don't. I didn't read the comics, but um, they just they didn't. They just really <laughs> blended like the the. Coffee shops are a little bit pagodas. And yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very actualized world, which, you know, despite us not being able to see enough of it to make it a real character, you could tell that they, there's some thought that went into San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, it, it almost feels like one of those situations where, like, you have, like, an entire building full of animators who are like, man, we are making something great. I'm sure the story guys are going to match our level of, right. of enthusiasm because there's no way that all this is going to go to waste because look how great this is. Yeah. Well, Fuck, the, the, the story guys down. are in, like, the basement chained <laughs> yeah. up and they're like, have you come up with a story today? No. <laughs> and no food. <laughs> the level of detail that they had in just merging the two like cultures was amazing. Like even just with 
when she's making the hot wings for him, like the, the melt your face off hot wings, which I would say is a very American thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When she gives them him the plate, it still has one of those well-formed things of rice with it. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, they really put the detail in there in every Well, because Hero's biracial. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I assume, assume they all are. Yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, I don't think she was. I don't think the mom was. It can seem very white. Yeah. But I would bet, well, I mean, Hiro's obviously got to be some, yeah, some but, bit of Japanese. But, but that's what I liked. I mean, that's, I mean, this is kind of not animation, but I do like that we had a, a mixed race, biracial uh, hero, which we don't really have. Right. Yeah. And a anything. diverse cast of, of yeah, the gang. Which they did a good job with. But, I mean, back to the animation. I loved everything, like, really everything about the design of this movie. Granted, I know they use the comic because there's a comic, but... The, just how it was actualized with just Baymax and with like all of the the people's like costumes, like all of it was fantastic. Except I, for one girl's costume was horrible. But. I actually uh, set up to uh, to. Uh, oh really? <laughs> you liked uh, Fred's costume? <laughs> I'm okay with Fred's yeah. costume. The roller girl is. I'm going to break my ankles. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which That's one's my entire Fred? job. <laughs> but um, I was saying I, I set out to read the comic before I uh, watched it again because I wanted to compare it. And the, the to its credit, the movie did all that on its own. The comic book is, I misspoke earlier, the comic itself is set just in Tokyo and everybody's Japanese. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, so, so the movie really kind of just like, it just did what I always want these sort of things to do and just adapted it. Yeah, they took characters' names and like kind of like one sentence about them only. Um, Wasabi is a, a samurai uh, sushi expert. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's a big departure. <laughs> And then uh, Baymax is more of like a mech warrior robot that can actually change forms. So he goes back and forth between like a battle bot mech warrior looking guy and uh, uh, looks like a large human. It's pretty cool. Hmm. So, I mean, the Disney movie came up with that the whole Baymax design from the ground up, the whole white uh, plain chubby robot and the the healing uh, robot aspect of it. That's all just the movie. That's all just Disney. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I I like that aspect. I really really liked that characterization of Baymax because especially as the movie goes on and and Hero's trying to make him into battle bot, you know, go kill Mm -hmm. the enemy, it 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 was nice to have that that sense of no, Baymax isn't made for that. It gave him more purpose in my mind. Like it was so nice to to see not just a destroy all robots. Well, and that's where the yeah. movie was the strongest when Baymax yeah. was kind of enforcing the theme. Yeah. Well, when really... you give when you give him a heart. Yeah. yeah. And I think well, let's just talk mm. about Baymax. Let's, we can just move straight into that. Absolutely. Again, sticking with the positive parts of this thing cuz Baymax, I mean, he's really the star of the show and he's He's great. He's, he's my fantastic. favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's what every kid wants in a fake friend. Well, I mean, really? I'd rather take the Terminator, but that's me. Well, um, he's just, I he's like squishy. Yes. He cares about Hobbs. you. He's <laughs> there for you, and you can put him away when you don't want him anymore. Mm-hmm. And he calls your friends when, even when you don't think you want him. Yeah, yeah. and then and he hates <laughs> you when you're cold. Yeah, like, yeah, and when he was low on battery. Oh my he god, that seems so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. I really wish they hadn't given most of that away in the trailer. Yeah, because the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because I was really hoping like that was just like a fraction of that whole sequence. I'm like, oh, I'm really looking forward to that. But I mean, this movie, both to its detriment and its credit. It really just kind of runs runs at like a breakneck speed the whole yeah. time. Like it's mm-hmm. just a constant just onslaught of movie. Um, but it's fine with things like Baymax because Baymax I never really felt like we got cheated at. Like I felt like we got every like his entire arc of what he needed to be. I think we got all of it and it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, I liked everything from him just being like a healing robot all the way through. Like, how does karate make me a better caregiver? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he was really the only character that I genuinely cared about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But again, and, and it's still just like, as good as he was, it's just, 
his supporting cast was so weak that it's like, I really care about him, but I'm finding myself caring less and less about the story and therefore a little bit less well, and less and, about him. Yeah. And we can get to that eventually, just the yeah. detriment of everything else that his, like the, the sad parts at the end with him, those are, those actually work because his, it was earned, mm-hmm. but anything yeah. else sad with any other characters isn't. We didn't care. Didn't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember most of it even after seeing it again. It's, it's like it's like the worst thing you can say about a script is I don't care what happens to these characters. And that yeah. really mm-hmm. hits home with this movie. And I know a lot of people will violently disagree with us as we say this, but I, I think it's true. But I do care about Baymax. So like when they whoever set out to make this about Baymax, they made the right choice because I really care about him. Mm-hmm. And like I love every like the way he's animated, he just seems like he he seems so real and fun that it just makes it even all the comedic beats around him are well done. Oh, spot on. Like yeah. the, com- the, the f- comedy around him, the physical comedy is perfect because someone who is working on him wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. The, him climbing into the window. I've seen this movie now three times. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it the first time. I didn't really like it the second time. The third time was kind of rough. Um, but every time him going into the window killed me every time. Was yeah. breaking into the warehouse? Yeah, the, I need to let up some air. And just, I mean, I'm just yeah. a sucker for fart jokes. Um. And that's essentially <laughs> what that was. I also love when he first comes out of his box and he's trying to get across the room to Hero, yeah. but he has to stop, move two steps to the left, stop, move two steps <laughs> yep. forward, because he's just too big and fat to yeah. get around the bedroom. And I'll always lose it when like he's running out of batteries, and he's about to take one step forward, we pause a second, and then slam, yeah. right into the ground. I lose it every time. I just love it with the scotch tape. When yep. he's, oh, yeah. and he's putting tape on his holes. And he's, just, he's so methodical about everything. He's the most patient person in the world. Mm-hmm. He's not a person, but he wins at being patient. (laughs) Which is why, I mean, for all this movie that I I really, sadly, don't think it'll ever really stand the test of time, but this character, I think, will. Like, I I think people will remember, like, oh, fuck, yeah, I loved that movie because of that guy. And they'll watch the movie and go, I don't really like the movie, but Baymax is really fucking cool. (laughs) Well, they'll they'll remember, like, oh, what? can't we get to more Baymax? What's all this other crap? Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, Which is sad. I, I think that for that reason alone, the movie deserves more. A sequel, a TV show, it could get yeah, anything. Really, they could go anywhere with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and it'd be good. I would watch yeah. it because I liked that they did such a great job with that character and just making like I, this is gonna sound lame, but like a wholesome character. Like it was yeah. somebody yeah. like he was. There wasn't a bad bone in his body, and it was still like it wasn't like. Like, say we were talking about Doctor Who earlier. Like, we all love the Doctor, but he can be a total dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, but we still like him because he's the good guy. Baymax is just 100% the good guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. to his uh, to his fault. Like a, yeah. like a Captain America type. He's so good that we hate him for it sometimes. Yeah. and it, Yeah, and Hero gets mad at him yeah. for not wanting to do what he wants him to do. Yeah, and that's, I, I think they really knocked it out of the park, and that was fantastic. Um, and now into the things they didn't knock out of the park. Well, just, real, just building off that and how much we loved his character... His was the most thought through. With the rest of them, the main reason I think that we don't care about them is because I think they were trying to make them archetypes. I yeah. think that's what they, yeah. they were trying to do, the very symbolic thing with each character. But instead of creating archetypes, they created stereotypes. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were really trying to make fetch yeah. happen with those archetypes. Yeah. yeah, and it's just somehow they failed. They misstepped. I'm not sure where they did it. It just well, wasn't organic. Yeah. The problem I, I is that... Well, I, I, I also like I can, thought they, can, they were too flat to even be archetypes or <laughs> yeah. stereotypes. That, I mean. Like, what was the stereotype... I mean, the, so the stereotype of the, like, feminist bent badass girl saying woman up. Okay, that's her. Mm-hmm. But who are any of the others? The they other just looked at some feminist Twitter and are like, scientists. okay, we gotta say woman up. Well, she's the, the, <laughs> she's, she's, the, she's the only one that I thought even had kind of, of a feminist stereotype. Thing. And then you the have, others? Then you have the stereotype of the 
super nitpicky perfectionist germ freak, which is the wasabi. Then you have the stereotype of the bubbly but really smart and charming girl, which is, I forgot her name. Yeah, and then go-go. you have the stereotype the of the stoner. Like, actually, he's actually not that much of a stereotype. He's a stoner. He's stupid, he was, but well, he's really he was science. Fun. I enjoyed him he's because he's more of a well around character than the other ones. He had a little bit more personality. The one thing that they did. Well, they hired TJ Miller, which was yeah. just yeah. smart. The yeah. one thing that they did nice, like, well about it is the um, in animation, you want to get character across in terms of shapes. Yeah. All the side characters had some uh, really amazing shapes. Actually, more interesting shapes than uh, Hero, the That's main true. character. Yeah. The design in that is so interesting and so fascinating from an animation visual standpoint yeah. that to have no character whatsoever in any of them that backs that up is really the, 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 the sin of this. Yeah. Well, here I think I can kind of break down why we don't ever feel attached to these people. And I... I I could be wrong, but I think I think the main reason why none of us really care about them is because we don't really ever spend time with them. Yeah, because they're supposed true. to be heroes' friends, which I which I get, and that's well, fine. they're not even. But heroes they're not friends. heroes' they're friends. They're heroes' or... brothers' friends. Exactly. Yeah. He meets them the day that his brother. We or get no, zero a couple time of weeks that. before his brother yeah. dies. You, and that... you briefly see them in the time lapse flashes when he's creating his little bots to present to the school. Right. You briefly see them in the garage with him. Yeah, and they were so desperate to keep this movie as close to an hour and a half as possible, which I get. I totally get it. Because you want to keep the kids in seats as little as possible. Because you want to you want to get this to the biggest audience. And right. parents mm-hmm. will go, I can't bring my kid to a two-hour movie. They'll bring him to an hour and a half. And this one was, what, 141, I want to say? Um, and it was like, okay, yeah, that's just long enough to get parents here. But the problem is that they're trying to make a really big universe in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And by doing that, it really cheats these other characters. And I really feel like if they wanted to make this thing much better, all they really had to do was get rid of the brother character. Yep. Spending so much time with the brother, I forget his name. Um, Tadashi. Tadashi, Tadashi. yes. Yeah. Spending so much time with Tadashi in the first act of this film really kills those other characters. Because, yeah. I mean, we don't care about Tadashi. I mean, anyone who's ever seen a film goes, oh, that fucker's going to die. Yeah. It's like, I don't, he's just such like the, the good spirited brother. It's like, oh, he, he's, he's dead. And where and it, it would be different if they'd like tied the brother character more, better into the Baymax, which they kind of do. They kind of bring yeah. it around, but it's just so uneven. That, and like, it's so forced. Just Tadashi is here. Like, like he's in a video him, in my belly. Like you could right. have had Well, him that be- scene was a little ridiculous. But in general, like the hero needs Baymax so much because it's all he has left of his brother. But that's yeah. the thing is yeah. like uh, Lilo and Stitch did this where the parents are already gone. They've been gone for a yeah. long time. Yeah. It's just the two siblings surviving. Do that for this movie. And yeah. Make it more of like the brother I, was dead at the get go. Yeah. yeah. Just I can't get over this. this I can't. Or, I can't. I mean, feel. there's little things here that like I mean, it would really kill part of Baymax. But give Baymax Tadashi's voice. That would be cool. <clears throat> and um, then, yeah, creepy. that would... It'd be a little creepy, but <laughs> at the mean, same time, he made Baymax, so it makes sense yeah. that he recorded all the lines himself. When he was saying Tadashi is here, and, like, I knew the reveal was coming that he had some sort of programming, I thought he was going to actually have Tadashi's consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. in a sci-fi way. Yeah, and that even would have been... Like, any of this would have They could have actually better. done that. Like, yeah. the whole thing with the supervillain, the nanobots, seems like they crammed too much plot and villainy and, like that into a movie that maybe didn't need it. No, I mean, Maybe it, it could well have been could... just about discovering the powers, discovering oh, yeah. the machinery. Yeah, the villain yeah. was the forgettable, I mean, the nanobot story was the forgettable Jettison part. Jettison that, yeah, you have like I mean, if they really just want to spend the whole time on uh, Hero and his friends, they could have just kept the nanobot thing and like, oh, he got into school with the nanobots and they blew up my nanobots, what am right. I going to do? But no room for Tadashi and nano- nanobots. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was one or the other. And, and it was yeah. like to, to the Disney's, you know, it's to Disney's credit that they designed these characters so well out of the comic book, but uh, their biggest flaw was the brother, because that was something that didn't exist in the comic book. Baymax was invented by Hero, and it was his friend. And I don't know what movies have a problem with these days, jumping into a story. Like, the comic book picks up, 
and Hero's going to school with Baymax, and uh, Gogo and Honey Lemon come by, and he's like, oh, my superhero team friends, they're ruining my high school life. Why can't we have a story like that where the superhero team is established, and we're jumping into a part of their life and seeing... Some conflict that they're facing. Yeah, I don't need to see People how they all got how fucking heroes' amazing three D printer the got them all their costumes. Right? Like, the, the stoner character make a line about that. Doesn't he say something about an origin story? Yeah, he's yeah. like the meta. He's trying to yeah. ride this, on he the says, meta. This is our origin story. story. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is a revenge story. Yeah, I didn't need that either. Yeah, um, but I think part of the problem again with having Tadashi die in the movie is that you already have Hero, who's kind of a grump. Which I'm fine with having kind of a grumpy main character. Like, I kind of like that. But then it gives him something else to be grumpy about, which I didn't need. Yeah, like, he didn't need it. And he was just so, like, I don't ever want to be looking at the main character of the film and just going, shut up, man. Like, just just shut up. And that's what I felt through so much of this movie. It's like, I, I don't, like, I'm sorry, dude, I don't care. Like, because I didn't care about your brother, so I don't really understand why you care about your brother so much. Yeah. Well, he's Shut also up an angsty teen. So yeah. So he was just kind of annoying in general. But we never got any, any scenes where he betrayed his, like, angsty teen nature to yeah. say that he really loved his brother. When all we got was like the, oh, you suck, brother. And then when the brother dies, it's like, okay, now you're better off. Yeah. Like, we didn't get the whole like, oh, I really love my brother, but I am dealing with like emotions. Well, you like, do for like one moment and it's yeah. just, it was just all too quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really wanted... What, if, the one moment right before he dies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, if they if they really wanted Tadashi, you needed a two-hour movie. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, it would have been better. I would have liked it more. I would have liked the whole Tadashi sideline, but... It's like, we, we didn't really see them, like, loving each other either. It's like, oh, my brother, who I forgot about for a while because he's away at college. I'm going to go see him. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Away at college, but still living with me in my bedroom. Yeah, that was that he's was also away. very weird. Oh, he goes to college, but he lives at home. Oh, I got yeah. the feeling that he was bedroom. never around, oh, though. No, they shared that attic bedroom. No, yeah. I, but I think see, right, that's right. I don't think he was ever around. I think he was always at school, at right. his nerd school, working on his Well, stuff. and Hero was always out doing battle battle bots. bots. Oh, I love that. Central, yeah. For that yeah. opening hooked me so hard. Maybe oh, that's yeah. why the movie sucked, because the opening was so good. <laughs> I wanted it to be about battle bots the whole time. Yeah, yeah. That was really fun. I loved the idea of illegal battle bots. Oh, yeah. Battle bots are illegal. Just get gambling on him is yeah which is what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> well I, it makes sense that they wouldn't really show him being caring about his brother too much because also i want to mention aunt cass and cass who raised him since he was three according to the expository dialogue where he says <laughs> our parents died when i was three um he doesn't seem to have much of a relationship with her. The no. only mother he's ever known. And she's and kind she, of horrible at her job. Well, yes. But also, you don't really see her being a human either. Because no. they show her crying at Tadashi's funeral, and then she's fine. She was like the wah-wah parent, Peanuts parents to me. Yeah, totally. She was just there because they needed to have a parent figure there. Which, honestly, I don't think you did. I think it would have been a stronger film yeah. if it had been what Chu was saying earlier, where it's, my brother died, and now I'm in this house by myself. Totally but, alone, yeah. Yeah, and no one's showing up to help me, and I guess I'll just keep living. For me, oh, but I, I have, have Baymax more... alone. Well, that's, when, that's yeah. when you turn that yeah. school, that nerd school, into home. Like, you can tie yeah. those together so much better without those side characters. Yeah. <clears throat> I just have fun with her character, because in my mind, I imagine that she's Liz Lemon. <laughs> and that just makes her more fun. Well, that's the thing, is if well, they establish more of that Well, he was also trying to keep quirk. everything such a secret from her. Like, it was all such a... Because you always need to keep it secret from the woman. That's just but the way it, it is. Which, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, why are you she keeping was, Baymax a secret from her? He's and she not was a okay secret. With it. She was okay with it. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, wow, you kept that from me? How dare it's you? It's not like, some big government secret project. Yeah. Like, it was Tadashi's robot. She probably knew about it. Right. Yeah. Why is it a secret? Wouldn't he br- have bragged to her and stuff? No. There's never yeah. a good reason for that sort of thing. 
I mean, it made sense the first time when he lost the robot because it ran out into the street to find out where the nanobot wanted to go. But after that, it's just kind of like, what are you doing? I'm hanging out with Baymax. Okay. Right. And that would have been the end of the argument, I think. Yeah. Like, just keep the cat away because he can pop him, and then we'll be good. (laughs) Or if she was never there, they wouldn't have to have the conversation. Exactly. You wouldn't have these questions if she just didn't exist. Oh, and one thing that gets back to her paying attention and stuff, I'm just assuming that 3D printing in the future, in this future or whatnot. It's the present. Or the the present. 3D printing in this present is so cheap. Because he 3D prints everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their costumes, well, yeah, their weapons, it's in and the everything. Present, but it's and super we never, technology savvy. Yeah. We never have a moment where she comes in going, What the hell? What are, this here's this like Amazon bill or something. <laughs> yeah. Like she never comes in with that. So it's just like how like you just imagine he's gotta be spending a lot of money, but if no one says no, anything. Probably 3D printing all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Where also he's a student at that school who seems to have unlimited resources. Oh, but totally he never just uses a school. Because those, yeah. He never uses a school. Those students are just doing whatever they want and using all kinds of equipment. Making horribly dangerous things. Oh yeah. That fucking laser grid, like oh, oh my god. Shit. Like what if somebody just walked through that by accident? <laughs> Their workshop wasn't very <laughs> set up in a safe way. They're, they're, that whole segment was actually pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I like watching just really cool inventions that, hey, you know what? This isn't safe. This is going to kill all of you. Like yeah. those kind of that goofiness in like the science realm is actually kind of fun in a cartoon. Like you can go hog wild with it. I don't know if this is me not paying enough attention, but I just never clued into exactly what the bubbly girls chemicals were doing. They can do different things. Yeah, so, it's, it's but all depending on how they how they how mix she together. just combines them and then yeah. But I know so it's different chemicals. So some of them would create fog. Some of them would create a solid, ice. Or some I of them know. would create a gel foam that you could stick I don't know in. Who's who's. I thought hers was kind of cool because it, it went really well with her personality. It, it did. Was, it was I mean, fun. Granted, she wasn't a very deep personality. I guess I understood the science between all the other ones except for her. I liked that she was just like kind of a cutesy girly girl, and her cool weapon is like cutesy, colorful balls that do cool stuff. That she yeah. Destroys her entire made purse thing just to kill a few nanobots. Yeah, yeah she, she the, really the made an that, impulse decision there. Yeah, that was a bad decision. Like, I'm going to do that. I guess I'll just Now I'm useless. Like, Go, you guys. You can do it. <laughs> I blew up my weapon. There, there was, there was like, that's cool for a main character, not so much a side character who didn't have that good of a weapon to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This whole movie, the whole movie from, I mean, from concept Big Hero 6 in the comic books, too, it's really borderline like white people writing for Japan. Oh yeah. It started out as with an the the X-Men writer, you know. Yeah. So he definitely has no connection to anime, but they they kind of paid homage to it in the in the comics in a style. Uh and they kind of toned it down for the movie, which oh. was they had to. Once we got to uh the Stoner guy's character cuz I never remember his name. Fred. Fred. Fred's uh, house and we get into his secret room. All I don't care about any of the dialogue. I don't care about anything they're doing. I just look at everything on the walls. Yeah. Like I love his one wall that just has clearly Power Ranger masks on it. And then looking at all the action figures and trying to think, all right, so that is definitely Thanos, and that is definitely Hawkman, and all these other things. I'm like, that's all I cared about. It was really distracting for me. Well, for other people, maybe not. But I liked his. No, it's the art was distracting. That actually kind of reminds me. The world me that, is still the best part of this. Yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. his very accommodating butler. Yeah. Who was just the most patient. He's more yeah. patient than Baymax <laughs> because they were just like using him as a rag doll. I actually think the butler was having a lot of fun with that. Like I loved it when he put on the mask and he had the, his tray and then he did it, the, the, the Morpheus thing of come at me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> well, and I think that's another. You just kind of keyed in on something that reminds me of another thing I had a problem with is that this movie is so focused on it being a comic book superhero movie and it's so slavish to those details 
that it has no breathing room yeah. in terms mm-hmm. of pacing and plot yeah. and like you can't have those character moments in something that's so tied to we got to make sure that we drive home this superhero thing yeah the superhero thing is so important that you know let's let's, let's ram through it and like it'd be cool to focus on some of those details it was kind of their first run at it maybe they'll do better or never try again but it's the first time like Disney's made a movie based on a, a comic or a Marvel property, whatever. And you know, the, I guess, but I mean, they've been making but, movies a long time. You'd think they would yeah, but infuse they but some of their Disney-ness into this it. This is the first time they tried to like th- stick to a source material. It's yeah. A, stick to a source material, and B, you're making a movie about a team. Like That's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only one that's really done it well is X-Men. Like, yeah. doing a whole origin story and making it about a team is a very tough thing to do. Like, the Avengers cheated by having a whole bunch of movies before the Avengers showed up. So you Guardians. Actually these people. And Gar- well, yeah. yeah, Guardians did it really well, too. I draw a but, lot of similarities between this and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and Guardians succeeded in a lot of ways that this movie failed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, Guardians knew the one thing that this one didn't, which is you needed to show the team. And this mm-hmm. one was like, it's all... Like, if they, Guardians had only been about Peter Quill, I mm-hmm. think we'd feel a lot about this. Feel very similar to Guardians that we did to this one. Mm-hmm. Well, they're very yeah. similar in that their main characters are not in and of themselves interesting. Well, like, Peter Quill's yeah, well, not that interesting, except the, the group that he forms. Every, he kind of bounces off of the, the group that forms around him. Yeah. And his interest yeah. is yeah, in that. Yeah, the differences and in interactions between them. He's kind of the, the everyman. We're supposed to kind of jump into that character as an avatar for the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, he's not going to be that distinct. Sometimes yeah. the it's not always that in a team the main character of it is the audience is in, but in these two stories it is. Yeah. No. yeah. When, and it's funny how one did it so well and the other one did it so... Uh, yeah. I would say one of the things that separates this movie from, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and such is that Peter Quill, however you say he might not be interesting on his own, when he's with the group, he is a resource. Like, he can do things and help people. He has definite purpose. Hero, his big attribute to this group is 3D printing. Yeah. Once you get into a fight, if you separate him from Betamax, he can't do anything. Betamax. Betamax. Yeah, Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he can't. He does nothing. Literally, because he can ride Betamax. He gave himself armor, but you never see him use it for anything. Right. He uses it to get punched. He does nothing. It made a lot more sense when he was the inventor of Betamax, because then his contribution to the group is Betamax. So his characters are way more closely tied. So you look at it, his character has nothing to offer except 3D printing. Yeah. Yeah. Making Betamax into a bad guy is yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. And that's that makes him again not I mean, that great of, he's not a he's good main character that way. Based on yeah. his skill set, he's a side character. He, he is. is Robin. Yeah. He is <laughs> not like he is not Batman. And we're no. still, we just watched a whole movie about Robin. Yeah. He's still young. Maybe he'll grow into yeah. a useful Well, Robin's well, he also won't because the movie didn't do well enough. Yeah, he won't. And, and because, I mean, we learned what happened when your character grows up in How to Train Your Dragon 2 and the audience goes, you're too old now. We don't like it as much. We can all pretend he pretty much grows into Iron Man, too. Yeah. He's a young Tony Stark. He goes like, why did I make myself this armor that does jack shit? Maybe I should make armor with lasers in it. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, well, before we get too, too close to the end of this thing, I actually want to talk about the villain a little bit, because we didn't really mention him at all. Yeah. And although I think he's got a big blinking sign on his face the whole time of, I'm going to be back, and I'm going to be bad this time. See you in a little bit. Yeah. I, I still think... I don't think he was a bad villain. I kind of liked, I liked the idea that they went with of he's going to use the hero's technology against him. Yeah. Wait, which quick is, question. Yes. Which I've seen it twice now and I'm still unclear. Did he set the fire intentionally? Or I, was it just a happy accident that he was I like, think he oh, set this the fire thing's exploding. Yeah, you'd assume I can they never established. No, I think he did it intentionally to steal. Okay. In a the, movie like this, there yeah. there's nothing like that. It's, there's no happy accidents. He definitely did. Yeah, right. He did it to steal the Well, they microbots. really didn't, they needed to indicate that. 
I think it was indicated by him doing it and stealing the microbots and then disappearing. I guess. Um, I but either guess. way, either way, I think like his actual his plan was terrible. Of I'm gonna suck a building up into a alternate dimension. Mm-hmm. But I actually thought that it was a weird plan. It was a very odd. <laughs> Revenge plan, but I actually thought I liked the design of him. I liked the kabuki mask. I liked his trench coat, and I liked how he used the microbots to actually. He felt like a very dangerous force, and I think they did a good job. Where when you watch, like, say, the Avengers or even Guardians, it's like, well, I feel like if any one of these people had their shot, they probably could have taken down that one guy. I mean, fuck, right. the Guardians did it by holding hands. So that was kind of a lame way to do it. Whereas <laughs> this power one, of love, yeah. This <laughs> movie, family. I think they did a very good job making a villain that felt intimidating. If only one of them had been there. Yeah. Like they yeah. very clearly, they did a great job making a villain where all of these people had to go and fight it. And they did something that even the Avengers has been failing at yeah. for now two movies of we need to see all of them try to fight this one guy. Yeah. Because the Avengers keeps having a bunch of punchable henchmen that eventually, oh, this guy's just as one punchable as the rest of his henchmen were. They did a great job of we need a team to fight that guy. And for all this movie's problems, I mean, there's still. There's so many little elements that I think were so great that it's making me even more frustrated now that we're talking about it. Because I'm like, this movie was so close to being fantastic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, yeah. And I think they really nailed the villain. I think they, his motivation was a little weak, and his execution was even weaker, and his plan was dumb. But him himself was a great element. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why and I can't say I disliked the movie. I yeah. just didn't like it. And they actually... <laughs> <laughs> it was it was beautiful it was and it's it meh. It's very meh. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt. Oh, and I liked with the villain. I kind of wish uh, you would like break up with somebody by using that. It's yeah. not that I dislike you. I just don't like you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> meh. I'm meh. <laughs> but I like also kind of bouncing off of that. I like that they kind of turned it into a Scooby Doo thing since it is actually a Scooby Gang uh, and that they yeah. unmask oh, like. Yeah. I would have got away with it if it weren't for you kids. Sort of. They, they that was going to be my quote, even though it's not in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> but like they, they kind of did. There was a, a, you know, a nice little reference, and I think that that made the villain kind of good. Like I, I like the villain yeah. that way, but not memorable. But he was a good villain. He had he, they, he they kind of treated him well. If you know, just workmen. You yeah, know? and like the things like the villain Baymax and the idea of the team are reasons why I get when we have friends say. The movie's great. What's wrong with you? And it's like, well, I get why you like it. You remember it in hindsight yeah. as great, except but when you're watching it. When you're not. watching it, it's just like, I'm sorry. Like These things don't gel. They are wonderful elements put into a mediocre pie. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that we want to touch on this thing before we move into it? I will mention very briefly the score was fantastic. Yep. I loved yeah. the music in it. The score is really good. Um, is there anything else or should we move into quotes? Um, no, it's pretty good. Look at the quotes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go first with my quote, uh, because mine involves one of my favorite things in the history of time, which is violence towards cats. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's the one thing, man. You get all, everybody with that. You're like, how many people are murdered? Oh, they killed a cat. (laughs) Yeah. Best movie of the year. Um, so they don't kill the cat, but it's at the moment when he's like, oh, did you hear that sound upstairs? And he's like, oh, I'm sure it was the cat. And the cat's by his feet and he goes, that darn cat. And then <laughs> throws the cat up the stairs. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I love that. Hey, <laughs> I got mine. Go Which, uh, within this quote, I believe, is my review of the movie. It's from Aunt Cass. For 10 years, I've done the best I could to best I could to raise you. Have I been perfect? No. Do I know anything about children? No. 
Should I have picked up a book on parenting? Probably. <laughs> Where was I going with this? I had a point. <laughs> <laughs> There's the movie. That's good. I like that. Yep. Um, I'll go next. Uh, my line comes from Baymax. He actually says it twice in the movie, I believe. Um, when he's learning how to fist bump. Yes. <laughs> and he doesn't understand how to make the noise of the fist bump, so he goes, ba da 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 It's another um, moment. Was that in the trailer? Yes. Uh, yes. It was, yeah. Wish, All of yeah. the best Baymax movie moments were in the trailer. I, lo- I yeah. wish I had never watched a trailer for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Before I'd seen it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, the line I like is uh, when Baymax starts to scan him for injuries. And uh, says, don't scan me, and... Uh, he goes like scan complete unbelievable and then Baymax goes you've sustained no injuries however your hormone and neurotransmitter levels indicate that you are experiencing mood swings common in adolescence diagnosis puberty (laughs) I was like that delivery of the line is great I I like that it's fantastic well so far two people have taken my quotes so (laughs) I'm looking for another one (laughs) but I'm glad because Mackenzie made the noise way better than I was going to (laughs) All right, uh, my quote is by my favorite uh, voice in the movie. We talked about him a few times, T.J. Miller. Uh, I love all of his lines, but uh, my favorite is, I've been trying to get Honey to develop a formula that could turn me into a fire-breathing lizard at will, but she says that's not science. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like this. I like so many parts of this movie. Yeah. Anything can be science if you do science stuff. You yell science as you're doing science. it. Science! <laughs> uh, all right, so today's review is, like I said, it's going to be a little rough. Uh, movies where a character is better than the film. Hmm. Yeah. As soon as I think of one, it's going to be easy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can go first. It yeah. will be... Lead the charge. It will be very tough for me to bring this into Big Hero 6, <laughs> but I'm going to try it anyway. Friday the 13th, part three. 3D! Um, <laughs> the reason why I say this one is because this is like, that is the iconic where he gets the, the hockey mask. Like before this, there was no hockey mask in Friday the 13th. So the whole time you're watching these other ones, it's either his mom, which was l- lame. Well, it's fun. I love that movie, but it's kind of like, meh, don't really care. It's like, oh, okay. The second one where he's wearing a fucking potato sack the whole time, which yep. is kind of lame. And then now you get the fucking hockey mask killer, and it is awesome. And it's so much fun watching him walk around. He fucking machetes a dude in a wheelchair. Or that might have been the second one. But either way, he gets he, fucking brutal and it's awesome. And it's so much fun watching that guy. And everything else in the movie is pretty lame. Okay. The 3D aspect, the whole like, they're so desperate to make it 3D. Like they have parts where like Jason just stares directly into the camera. Then just puts his arms out and goes, booga, 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 booga. And <laughs> just like that. Almost. It's really, really not good. But it's fun because it's, you finally have Jason in the mask. And this movie to me, like uh, how I can bring it in, is kind of similar where it's like the only reason I'm here is really to watch Baymax. And anytime Baymax is there, it's like, oh, this is awesome. I love Baymax. And then when he's not there, it's like, oh, this is kind of boring. I don't really care about any of these people, much like Friday 13th. Mm -hmm. Part 3, 3D. I got mine. Okay. All right. Mine is from another movie similar to this in the fact that it was beautiful, it was animated, and I was really looking forward to it. But then afterwards, I was left going, huh, all right. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2. <laughs> oh, the second time it's come up today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really loved the character of Volka. 
the mother. She was established to be this very strong-willed woman, very, like, amazing and beautiful and colorful and self-assured. And then, then the way the movie treated her was jack shit because she was immediately depowered and needed the men to save her at the end. Which, to me, that movie gave women a really poor, you know, message. Of mm-hmm. No matter how strong and powerful you assume to be, you still need a dude to save you. Yeah, when the shit goes down, you need a dick. <laughs> I, mine's pretty easy. Uh, it, from the same brand, uh, The Wolverine. Hugh okay. Jackman, such a squandered resource. Oh, my God. Like, aside from the recently announced, uh, his pick for the replacement, Tom Hardy, I can't think of a better person to play the Wolverine than Hugh Jackman, and they made yep. two shitty <laughs> movies. I actually kind of like the second one. It was better than the first, if that's what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they ruined the shit out of both Madame Viper and oh, yeah. the Silver Samurai. Oh, my God. Silver Samurai was so bad. Yeah. See a previous episode for that. And watching Hugh Jackman, like, still put his heart into being Wolverine is so hard to watch in that movie. I think that's why I still like the movie, honestly. Gosh, the scene in that when he gets all those um, arrows in his back and they're pulling on him with a rope and he's just still walking. He was trying so hard. That was beautiful. He nailed it. Yeah, he was, he really made something out of that movie yeah but it's just not a good movie <laughs> yeah okay i think i think i can come up with one here um it's from a previous episode of ours uh, mm-hmm. where we did uh, the kingsman where for me i really really liked um uh, samuel jackson's character what, what's okay. his name mm-hmm. the just the choices with that and valentine valentine yeah I think that was his name like i liked how distinct that character was mm-hmm. and it really made it kind of elevated the movie or brought it up more than it would have been without him i think Okay. And I think with in, in relating it to the movie we're actually talking about, same with Baymax. Without Baymax, you have you just don't have quite the movie that he brings to it. I still love Kingsman, but I do too. You're wrong. <laughs> it's a great like, movie. That, that, that's that's kind of great from cover to cover. But you're welcome to your opinion. No, I did enjoy maybe. Samuel Jackson's character because to me, just watching a what looks like a hip-hop mo- mogul trying to take over the world was pretty amusing. Uh, so good. And also, he doesn't like killing. Like Again, very unique choices yeah. with that. Yeah, like, especially with the Doesn't villain. that feel great to he kill somebody? He definitely stole the No. Film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Um, I can't think of any good ones, so I'm going to say... Um, I was going to try to help you. I mean, there's got to be a ton of examples of like DreamWorks movies. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's a good one. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. Indiana Jones, he's, yeah. he's great. We love him. We only want to see that movie because of him. Not Shia LaBeouf? And then we are so disappointed when Running we do. Running through life, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> no, not Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good one when yeah. you think about it. Because that movie was... Because he was still Indiana Jones in it. He was. He was. He was still old Indiana Jones. doing his thing. <laughs> Indiana Jones that um, can't die, even if he's getting blasted by a nuclear bomb in a hey, he's refrigerator. In a refrigerator. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you found out in Fallout New Vegas he didn't make it. I mean, yeah, that was good. <laughs> he survived worse. Mm. He did get his heart did? ripped out that one yeah. time. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, almost. Wait. They didn't rip it out. They didn't fully yeah. rip it out. I thought out. they did get but he got it back. But all his no, side no, chicks no. ripped his heart out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Just true. metaphorically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did. Then he had to like, spend a whole movie with fucking uh, short round. That was torture. 
Yeah. Not the whole oh, Don't come you on. dare. <laughs> short run is the Oh, he best. dares. Don't you dare. <laughs> it's a booby trap. He's plucky. You cheat, Dr. Jones. You cheat. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to an end for this episode. And now I can finally say what our Halloween month is going to be, which is it's going to be something different. We've never done it before. Um, but we're going to do the Universal Monsters month so we're gonna start with uh we're starting with the original frankenstein because it's gonna be a little bit easier just to start with one but from there at the end of every episode we're gonna vote on which universal monsters film we're going to do so our second episode will be dracula so at the end of next episode we are going to all vote on which dracula film we want to watch and that can be anything from dracula dead and loving it to dracula 3000 to (laughs) fucking to a good one to a good one (laughs) (laughs) I did really just pick two awful ones. I found out that there is a movie called Batman vs. Dracula. I found that out too. That was made in the Philippines. And it is lost, so I we cannot watch choose it. it. So Such bad. a bummer. I yeah. know. <laughs> I would have watched the shit out of that, but yeah. that one won't come into play. <laughs> Batman got rid of it. He's like, I can't deal with no, it. <laughs> Batman does not approve. Lucius, I have a Why do all of the Indian <laughs> Spider-Man movies film. survive, but not the Filipino <laughs> Batman versus Dracula? Oh, I totally got tricked when that uh, picture came out from that Indian Spider-Man movie. Yeah. They're like, Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Nope. Uh, okay, so yeah, that'll be exciting. Uh, the first one of those will come out next week, and then we'll have one a week from there. And I hope everyone's along for the ride. I think it should be a lot of fun. Um, is there a way that the listeners at home can put in their opinions or suggestions? Uh, they for are more than welcome to go on to our Facebook, uh, which is at After the Hype. Um, not at After the Hype. That'd be our Twitter, which is at Just After, after the, the Hype. We know this social um, media thing. Yes. You It'll know, be so in the show Really, notes. if you look up After the Hype, it will be at both of them. And then we'll also have links Hashtag on Hashtag ATH yes. Podcast. There you go. ATH Podcast. And then also, if you go to our Row 3 page, at the bottom of each page, there are links to our Twitter and our Facebook. And if you do want to vote on what the next episode will be, or really just any of them, so we have, uh, it is going to be Dracula, uh, The Mummy, and Wolfman. Not in that order. Wolfman will come before mm-hmm. uh, The Mummy. So if there's any of these things that you want to see us review throw it in there and I will say this much if you do vote I will give any listener two points per vote Absolutely. so all of ours gets one point so <laughs> if no one votes then we're going to listen to whatever the fuck we vote on yeah. right. but if everyone votes for Teen Wolf for Wolfman then I guess we're doing Michael Absolutely. J. Fox's Teen Wolf which I really would not have a problem no, with no not at yeah. all and, uh, or if you hate the entire idea and want something totally different for October I'll probably say fuck some you opinions. I'm doing it anyways but we're welcome to take the opinions we love wrong opinions yeah <laughs> I don't want to listen to that. That's fine by me. And no matter what, it all boils down to, Brian, your decision. Yeah. So if oh, yeah. someone says, has a stupid idea, you're just going to be like, no. I mean, really, if, yes. if every single person in the entire world who listens to our podcast goes, all we don't want to listen to this, oh, well, then I might switch it. But that'd, really, that'd be what it's going to take. Because I want to okay. watch these fucking Universal movies because I think they're fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so with that, I will say thank you to Mackenzie for coming on. Um, and then thank you to the rest of the almost always people who are always You're here. welcome. Mackenzie's waving. Everyone else oh, is waving. You. I'm the only one talking. Yeah. Wave really loud and maybe the microphone yeah, will pick it up. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, nice. Everyone's just blowing your mic. Come back more often. <laughs> invite me more often. Brian. Oh. I invited for the animated ones because she said those are the yes, ones she likes I talking like, about. I do like animated yeah. ones. I know what people say. So does that mean? So with that, bye. 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 bye.